Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death. Making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Barniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top End of for Mecca Echo City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. It's great to be back in the big seat opposite my buddies, my, my main men, the stars of the show, uh, Grado. What you saying? And producer John. Hello. I just called you producer. Producer John. Producer John. Producer John. Sounds like a Star Wars character. Yeah, producer John. Aye, it does a wee bit. That was good. I wish I'd said that. Um, See in the edit, delete all this and then make it like acid that it sounds like a Star Wars character, right? right? Because that was a good joke, John, right? Could you change that? Uh, It's great to be back. Uh, There's been a lot of filming going on, a lot of carry on. Filming the Games Masters, filming, uh, what have you been filming, Grado, the Scott Squads? Scott Squad filming that, aye. My house is getting up, turned up, turned upside down for this week and coming and all, so that's why I'm in the kitchen where I've done my podcast with the belt in the background and all my pictures of myself and my pictures of Kurt Angle, my pictures of Sabu hitting me over the head with a chair. That's all away. That's now a pink room with pink carpets. Well, actually, it's grey, grey, with pink beds and all that kind of care on, so... I'm in the kitchen, so but it's good. I, to be I wouldn't one. have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Do you know what happened to my mate? My mm-hmm. mate got told in the scan he was having a wee boy, blue everything, blue, 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 all over the place. All the stuff they were buying, blue, everything like that. Do you know what came out? A wee lassie. Well, it's funny you say that, man, because I, I've been thinking about that. I know, but when I was at the scan, I kind of went here to the woman. I went, I went, is that not a pair of boys? <laughs> she went, no, it's no, it's no the buzz, but it's the, the lady version. And well, then me, I saw it and I went, what? No, I was just saying, let me tell you something, right? See what John said happened there. Mm-hmm. That can happen quite often, right? But the other way about, barely ever happens because it's quite easy to miss a wally, mm-hmm. but it isn't right. easy to miss not a wally. Do you know aye. what I mean? Aye. And I think as well, because we, we actually didn't want to know right away. And she went, oh, I know what it is. And if you... And if you hear them say that, that means they know they've spotted a, vi- a, vi- a vagina, do you know what I mean? Oh, really? <laughs> I, thought it'd be, I thought it'd be the other way about. So they are. See, when I'm saying this back, I'm like, I'm talking, I'm talking shit here, isn't I? <laughs> but it's what rabs, aye. Oh, you know I don't what I mean, know. though? It's like, you could go, mm, can I see a willy there? I think it's a boy. I can't, I can't see a willy there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> 
I can't see a wally there. <laughs> what the fuck are we getting the idea? What does a woman have again? I can't even remember. Um, what, the, front bum. Must be a boy. Aye, front bums, wallies. It's got a bum. It's quite, listen, see as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's got a bum and it can do a shite, then it's all right. It's can, it can, if it's got a mouth and it's got an arse, I don't care what it is. That's my, no harm to anybody out there that doesn't have a mouth or an arse. Like fucking cancelled now because oh, of our no. listeners don't have arseholes. <laughs> My arsehole was sealed up when I was two. I had an operation. My arsehole got sealed up and I was really offended when you said that. <laughs> so apologies to anybody. I need to just keep moving on now. Um, we, we need to, because of the, the deal we last week, by the way, was missing a show. I was actually quite delighted that some of the feedback forward, forward devastated. Forward greeting and all that. Like, oh, no, I need show this week. It's, maybe you should show some love. It's like that thing that happens, you know, when somebody dies. And everybody goes, oh no, he was my favourite. I loved Aye. that guy. He was my favourite comedian. He was my, and I'm like, why do you know fucking say that when they were alive? And say they're going, oh, it's fucking a bit shite again, isn't it? That was a bit shite. <laughs> say it when they're alive. That's the way I felt about wrestling daft. I was like, tell us you love us while we're on. Don't tell us Aye. you love us in a, in, in a week half. I need, I need, I think there's a couple of shout outs I need to do on this as well, John. Of course. Is there? Right. I, need, I need a shout out for Martin Andy O'Neill. Gorham, Brian Loudrop. Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill? Mm-hmm. Former Celtic manager, Martin O'Neill? No, it's just another guy for Glasgow called Martin O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was, uh, he was um, an extra on Scott Squad last week. And he loved the podcast and I said, I would, yeah, I'll give you a shout out. There's also... Martin O'Neill! There's also a guy um, that was on Go Radio this week called Ryan. And he sent me a message to say he was a big fan. So Ryan, Ryan Wright. <laughs> Obviously, I want to give a shout out. This is a bit of sad news. Um, I've had a couple of messages and I, I think John you got a message as well um, from Drew Halliday's pals um, Tony I got in touch Tony who is a, a delivery driver that I chased through the three towns for a, a delivery not that long ago he was a lovely guy I gave him a shout out but sadly his pal his big pal Drew Halliday passed away who by all accounts was a great guy absolute gem and he was a big Gradle fan apparently and apparently he dressed up at me dressed up as me um, in the past before, so sad news, and I think um, I'm going to shout out to the, to the friends of the family, and also going to go dedicate this this episode of Wrestling Daft to Drew Halliday as well. Yeah, yeah, well done, mate. Um, let's see what the punters are saying. Sorry, I'm making a packet of Reuters, everybody. People were sad we weren't on. People saying things like Roger says the kids are crying now. And Peter says, can I believe they no-showed even Jeff Hardy the decency to turn up, turn up while he was off his tits? <laughs> and Martin said he was going in for surgery and was looking forward to wrestling Dave hoping that we feel bad we don't it was good to have a week off it was brilliant and peace for you lot cast your mind back a couple of weeks right everybody when we were talking about Alan Anderson's gun promo and we are talking about Rusev Miro with a gun no that might have been Billy Kirkwood that was talking about that right it was like, so what was what oh was I really haven't seen you in weeks because so you're right there? I was doing it with Billy mm-hmm what were you saying? What were you saying? Oh, you, you must have seen the Arn Anderson promo with a Glock. Oh, I saw the promo, but I was, what, what were you saying about it? What were you saying about it? We well, said I, don't even be, I said there should be. You were talking about how you think there's. We said there's very few gun angles in wrestling, which is surprising considering the wrestling is very much a gun type. And, so I, had basi- and I had basically said that I've never, like, I can't believe how America, how much they love guns, right? And are daft on their guns. I've been in. A, I've been. I mean, I think every American person's house that I've been in, they've had guns up in the wall. Not for the mm. selfie of every one of the guns. Really, aye. But, um, aye. 
I'm surprised that there's never been like a, a gun in a no disqualification match or a street were, fight and all that. Well, Grady, you were talking about like uh, that was how this has come about. It was I think that Rusev did a, a scene with a gun with Jericho. So, so I and then I remembered as well because the big show got shot in the ass. I'm sure we yeah, we're well, sleeping well, gun or something. Ron, Ron's tail uh, set as uh, has given us the chat here. Oh, is he, he knows the score? I'm, ah, he says I'm you were right. Says All you right. Were right. He said it was for a movie for the, the Miro thing. He said, also JBL got shot a tranquilizer first and then decided to wrestle Godzilla, one of my favourite wrestling angles. Aye, and was there no another one I said as well about it? Oh, was that, right, was it Rusev and Jericho that had the gun? Yeah. Was this in WWE? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell of the gaff. I'm laughing. Hold on, I'm just reading this next bit. Um, he's all talking about wrestling bed covers, right? Yeah, and Ian Drew Dice Clay says, uh, "I remember about 2007. I took a lassie back to mine, and my mum had put Steve Austin quilt covers on my bed. They hadn't been on it for years. Why no? A one in ten chance that they'd be on <laughs> big stone cold with his top off, oiled up. <laughs> That's the best. I'm <laughs> I never had wrestling bed sheets. I remember my nephew did though. He had like, um, he had wrestling ones. The big boss man was on them as well. I remember that. I remember big, big boss man on his." Did you ever have any Gredo? No, I never, but I remember being in a certain promoter's house who was in his late 30s and in his bedroom. He had paintings of Kane, Al Snow, The Undertaker and stuff. Have I told you this? Do you mean no. posters? Posters or paintings? No, paintings. As in, he got a guy in his room, he painted him, hand painted. Onto the wall? He was in his 30s. Onto his the mother. wall? Directly onto the oh, wall? Like, like a mural? <laughs> like a mural to these wrestlers. Oh my God. Aye. Thanks to Karate Warrior 2 for a couple of things, by the way. One, it points out that it's a 10-year anniversary of Hulk Hogan saying, good night, Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life. It don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot mark. Well, the T-shirt is still available at spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Thanks to Hulk Hogan for no shutting us down there for that. Have we actually sell any of them? Uh, we don't. I think it's coming up to Christmas now. I think we'll, that's an all. That's an all. We'll get some deals on the t-shirts. We'll get some sales for Christmas. But yeah, we need some new design. There's somebody that reached out to me. Um, I'm going to get back in touch with you, who is volunteered to do some designs for us because he specifically wants that there's only one Tony Khan t-shirt developed. So oh, hey. Anyway, speaking of Tony Khan, I was in Smythe's the toy shop. Was it Smythe or Smiths? Smiths, I call it. Smiths, I. Fucking all the AEW gear. Was it? Oh, mate. Was it? Couldn't go it. Frankie Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, MGF, Adam Page. What do you mean, Gaelic like toys? The, the, the toys, the toys, and also a big rings. A £100, um, like a full shelf for AEW gear, right next to the WWE stuff. Kenny Omega? And even the, I mean, WWE, I think there was a kind of, there was good to have been, but it was, it was, there was about 25 Frankie Kazarian ones. That's amazing. And it's mental to think, isn't it? I mean, you think, because like, you listen to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, right? He tried for years to get on it. That was like the main right. goal with TNA at one point was like, right, we need to get six-sided ring made into a toy. We need to get toys for this. It's all about toys and marketing. And that turned him years, man. That six-sided ring was a merchandise dream come through. I mean, that was Well, like... that's why you done it. Mm-hmm. That's why they done it, was to sell was to sell the rings, the toy rings, and then also it's kind of like they can go with a different promote, promoting kind of thing with it. Well, we've got six sides. Aye. Aye. I like the six-sided ring, actually. I'll tell you, I rest on a six-sided ring. But, but, but where was it? What company? Yes, little-known federation out of Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, hold on. Uh, 
Karate Warrior 2 is also throwing this out, putting in a request to Grado and Robert Florence to review The Rock's rap effort on this week's show. On a scale of Conan Psycho to Macho Man's Be A Man, where does this one for the great one fall? Let's hear it, John. It's about drive, it's about power We stay hungry, we devour Put in the work, put in the hours And take what's ours Like in some more in my veins My culture banging with strange I change the game, so what's my motherfucking name? What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation If you wanna bring it to the masses Face to face, now we escalating When I have to book boost asses Mean on ya, like a dream When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream mama So bring drama to the king, Brahma Put it to an extreme mana Well, because we're wrestling fans That's just normal to us but I can see, because I did read the replies on Twitter, and it's all, what the fuck's he doing? But I think it's because we know him for wrestling, and that's just what kind of pops up now and again. But no, is what the exactly. sense is to stupid shit like that, aren't we? Exactly. That's like, it's no... It's nothing. You know, that's in his, that's like, he's in his comfort zone there. Um, I think it was good. It's def- definitely better than Conan. Um, it's better than fucking Macho Man as well. Is it, 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 it better, however, than fucking John Cena's album? No, that was a great because album. Because that's still, I will still say, the boy's a bad man. Create yeah, that, was, the that was good. That album, Rashetti Flight Colgate, or that. I loved that. That was a that was a great album. Huh? Um, and also, I got that signed by John Cena and HMV in two thousand and seven. And I sold it for about forty bar about fucking ten years ago on eBay. I was, I wish I still had it, man. <laughs> I signed that my, my WrestleMania twenty DVD. I feel like that's for goat now. You but in it that that CD he did. I, I, yeah, I remember it, even it? at the time there was like reviews and all that their punters were kind of going this is actually pretty good we interviewed them for the radio about it because it was the only chance we had we thought well I don't even put I don't actually even put the, the interview out on the radio I think we just did it because we're wrestling fans we've got the chance to talk to John Cena you on the phone or when I was we talked to him on the phone did Rick Flair as well hey, did you put that out no I think we did so you wee weirdos in radio were just fucking phoning up wrestlers this looks Pretty Pretty by the way, just before remember, um, it doesn't matter. I got 20 Bentleys in the West Entleys, it doesn't matter. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I, uh, John, plays a wee bit of one of Cena's hip hop tracks, man. All right, okay, I'll get a bit of the real deal. Okay, I think it's track six, man. That was quite good. Summer Fling, that was it. Is it, Here we go, here we go. Okay, come on. Yeah, we doing things now, man. It's just another day in the life, you know. Always try to do some big business. Sometimes when we having fun, some shit goes down, you know. You ain't expecting nothing, then something come out of nothing. It was just another typical day in the summer. Me trademark crab check my little brother. Three real motion killing fools like a hit man. You know some chill shit vibing now. On the corner of Elm Street, I locked eyes with her. I ain't stepping in this bitch at the eyes with her. She came through the crowd, walked over to me, catching me off guard. She acting like she knew me. Her name was Shannon, huge cannon. She's hanging with Melissa. This big booty chick, you couldn't miss her. This chick was like a fitted cap. I'm not the only one. 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 I'm not the I mean, it's good stuff, isn't it? Aye, man. It's surprised they never done like a like a, the cat house and the cockpit and leads and all that. 
Ken what we tour. Cat house. Is that your dream? If you ever release a hip hop album, oh, play the cat house, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can play the cat house tomorrow, Gredo. You just fucking give him a ring. To- <laughs> That's true. You did, have you DJed in the cat house, right? I've, I've never DJed in the cat house, but I've played at the cat house. My band, Present Prime, two thousand and four. Ah, you, you play. You played the fucking the the, the, the Playboy and the fucking. Like, you, played the, to- you played the. Um, the Jiggle in the fucking oh, uh, cat house, mate. Oh. <laughs> he played the bad boy. He played the bad boy up a cat house, mate. <laughs> played the cat. Played the bad boy up a garage, Grado. <laughs> I seen you up a garage, Grado. <laughs> Playing the bad boy. Karate Warrior wanted to know: Is there going to be a Grado rap track so you can fulfil your dreams of playing the cat house, Grado? Susan. Karate Warrior said after off the back of that he says, Can we have a Gradle rap album? Could you drop some sick beats? Could you do that for us? I'd rather release a Christmas song. Right. We should do a wrestling daft Christmas song. Oh, yeah, like cover a little something like that. Why do a wrestling daft Christmas song? Right, let's do it. We'll get somebody to make us a beat. We'll all right. get in it. We'll you know what I mean? We'll, we'll do the business. We'll get some of your catchphrases in there. That's, does that not kind of bring us on to the boot? Who's the, the Irish boy that's great on Twitter and he comes on this podcast? He had the idea about the panto. Brian. Mm-hmm. Because the guy on the poster for Cinderella, the guy that's in my panto called Clark Stewart, who's like a pure, like, you know, like ship cruise singer. He's like kind of Daniel O'Donnelly, kind of with a hair slick back and all that. He pointed out that he looks like Bruce Pritchard and he does look like Bruce Pritchard. Scroll down, Brab, you'll see for yourself. This I see man, him, I see him. He does look a bit like Stewart. Pritchard, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Listen, I just want to say here that Jimbo has jumped on the only one Tony Khan bandwagon, cancelled WWE Network a couple of weeks ago, signed up for Fire Fight TV, seen some class AEW matches, weeklies, three minutes in the NDWA power for the first time, and well-tuned in, bargain, seven quid a month. Only one, Tony Khan, Jimbo's on the boat. Uh, and also, Scottish Wrestling Network says it was great to see wrestling our favourite bingo balance at WrestleZone's Gosh. Halloween hijinks. <laughs> and the early put-over for next week's show. Big shout-out to WrestleZone. Big shout-out to WrestleZone. They contacted me this week about shows next year. I need to get back to them. And bingo balance, you need to hope, you know, that, I mean, obviously we're all waiting to find out if he's pro too. We don't know yet. Brian says... Um, <laughs> Are we new currently the only people in the world that are promoting Pro 2 stuff still? I don't even see it on internet anymore. <laughs> the show has happened. I don't know. We're still going on about it. Are we the only people now? Maybe, the the promoter seen... himself is like, I'm just, I've chucked it. Uh, you're like, you no, no, they're definitely. I saw a, a message they were talking Pro 2 the other day there. There was John, get the fucking guy on the show. Right. I know because I, I want I want to get him on. Logan Story messaged me a couple weeks ago after we spoke about it. I don't get a fellow on the show. We're supposed to be supporting the wrestling community in Scotland. Get a fellow yeah, on the oh, show. Get, hold on, gearing up for the upcoming shows. Merch is starting to roll in. So you can get Pro 2 t shirts, which they've ripped off of the NWO. You can get Pro 2 water bottles and a selection. A selection. <laughs> of Pro 2 water bottles you can get Pro 2 face masks god they've got better merch than Pro us. 2 face masks listen John let's yes. do a Pro 2 special let's get the guy on ask him in right. advance can he send us some t-shirts we'll wear them, we'll wear them we'll Pro wear 2 them. t-shirts to do it well Logan Storm is going sober for October um, good on him funds for that so go on Logan and the show is happening 12th of December it's my birthday 
There you go. Night um, smashing through the snow, what they're calling the show. Smashing um, through the snow is a good name, by the way. Is that the bounce station in Irvine? Is that a soft play? Uh, actually, I, I saw that. I no, it's like that. a bounce. It's not a soft play. Trampoline play. <laughs> fucking wrestling show in a soft play, John. <laughs> No fucking way would you get Pro 2 in a soft play. That's Come on now. Right, on the card, that is Andy but, Wild, that s- is Deke, that is Jason uh, Roberts. Is uh, Adam Shame there? Shamer is not there. Shamer told me he was, I'm sure Shamer was doing it. He's not on I'm the sure poster. Shamer won't even mind me saying this, but it's, when I hear about the, the water bottles and all that being bought, I remember, I don't know if I've told you just before, I'm sure they won't remember, but I remember... Adam Shame in like 2008 bought about 800 Adam Shame t-shirts, right? And you couldn't get, and I, when I stayed at his bit where we were wrestling, you couldn't get moving for all these Adam Shame books, these Adam Shame t-shirts. I don't know, I'm not them. Remember we went to, me and the boys went to Tina Park. You mean the classic black and yellow, the classic yellow and black ones? Mm, that's a brilliant t- that's a a good, t-shirt. I like that I've t-shirt, got, right? I've still got a uh, photo in my garage, a painting, Adam Shame, that very one. So I do. But, um, Hi, other boys wore it at Tina Park 2010. That, and I just left the community wardens as well. So I gave all the boys Adam Shane T-shirts my community wardens uniform. I was going to the community warden uniforms in Tina Park. Too funny. <laughs> I want an Adam Shane T-shirt. I want one at all. I want one. We should all. We should do this. We should be appearing on the podcast wearing T-shirts for people. Uh, Brad, so I so tell us about your panto as well, Gredo. Get a wee punt in for your panto. Let's see. Let me read who's in it. Gredo is playing Gredina. Liam Dolan, the, the big Dolan is playing Buttons. Uh, big Dolan, I, know, I never knew Big Dolan was even out of jail yet, that's good. Alison Orr is the fairy godmother. Um, Julie Matheson is going to be playing Cinderella. Uh, Stephen Who's apparently Scott Arfield's physios, missus. So. Right, Stephen Pubden. Um, so you're saying Julie Matheson's man has rubbed Scott Arfield's groin? Aye. Stephen Pobden um, as Bobina. Bobina. Uh, Bobina, sorry. Sorry, I, I apologise. Nicola Ald as the Baroness. You get Scott Fletcher as Dandini. And you get Chris Skugel as the Prince. And then you go. you've got Bruce Pritchard as the Baron. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your Cinderella, this year's sensational family panto, the Pavilion, mate. Pavilion, we start on opening night, 3rd of December. It's a shorter run. Tickets are still on sale, but there's hardly any left, I believe. Oh, really? So, can we get mm, guesties uh, today, though? No, I tell you, we can. The pavilion, no. the fucking pavilion, guesties. To, no. be, to, be, to be fair, Rab's got about 100 kids, so he wouldn't get in. <laughs> Sorry. See, see the the um, the tweet that we got, what, what wrestling characters would we have as part of mine? Do you know the first thing that came in my head? Was I reckon JR would make a fucking cracking dame? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Hink? He would. Like, I could just imagine him be like an old an old timer performer that's been doing it for years, man, sitting in a sitting in a corner, flying on his tights and his high heels and all that, putting on his lipstick and like Ken just like giving everybody advice and all that. I think Jericho would be a good dame as well. Can you imagine Jericho, Jericho as a dame? Jericho would be a good dame. Um Charlotte Flair would be a good Cinderella. She would be at no, I think she would be better at being like um the, the evil heel, the heel evil. angel, evil like oh the, the evil fairy godmother or something like that. She'd be Molly good Holly would be a good Molly Holly would be a good Peter Pan. Yes. Yes. Oh that's good. That is good, well, isn't it? You don't Thank do you panels anymore, do you? Like women dressing up as men to be placed Peter Pan and that, do you? You can still find them. 
Yeah, it's a funny one. Peter Pan is one that happens quite often. Yeah. A, a woman plays Peter Pan. Yep. If you want Eddie to Guerrero t- could play Pinocchio. Who could? Eddie Guerrero. Could play Pinocchio. Because he lies. He cheats. Ah, very nice. Yeah, I was saying so. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And uh, I, no, I liked it. Did you? I liked it. Um, I tell you, face that. <laughs> hey, maybe we could do a wee special pun in for next week where yeah. it's a pantomime wrestlers that are pantomime stars. Aye, let's get, that's what I want. I pantomime stars. That's it. Like Ravishing Rick Whittington and all that, you know what I mean? Like, kind of stuff. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just ras- random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter, Wrestling Daft, on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Every week we separate the lateral flow test and the PCR test as we bury and put over stuff for the wrestling. And you want to put all this week, Gradle? No. Uh, okay, I'll do it then. I want to put over um, MJF. Uh, MJF doing his whole bit um, coming out and saying Darby Allen hadn't turned up for the match and all that pattern. I love all that stuff. Almost like old school Jericho stuff. Remember Jericho used to date with Goldberg? Um, uh, I'm loving MJF's work. I'm loving AEW. I'm loving Tony Khan's partner on Twitter. Uh, I'm loving the demographic part. I <laughs> put that. I want to put that over. Um, I loved uh, CM Punk's match on on Rampage. Uh, I think he's really, uh, you know, he, he's been good. His matches he's had have been good, but he, he's he, he looks like he's he's getting better with every match. He's getting yeah. better. He's shaking after ring rust. Have you saw Squid Game yet? <clears throat> I've not watched Squid Game yet, no. But but it's not a wrestling thing, so. <laughs> um, is there anything else I want to put over is there anything else I want to put over um, oh Danielson Suzuki obviously was amazing um, oh. and what else what else do I want to put over I could just basically I've just been loving I love Jungle Boy coming out and clearing the ring and all that um, as well I think that was on was that on Dynamite it was on Dynamite Jungle Boy coming out and clearing the ring and Jungle Boy coming out to sell with just like a kind of leather jacket one and all that. John, are you watching AEW every week? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on ITV, so I'm always a bit behind on it. <laughs> you, but, but, but you're a pure fiend for Ron Smith. Oh, by the way, man. That's a guy who only do this, man. Um, but I'm going to end up dropping myself in it because my missus is next to me. But I was at Burger King this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King. Uh, was it? <laughs> um, and the guy... <laughs> The guy serving me in the drive-thru went, when you can back to WWE? <laughs> <laughs> and I, went, I goes, <laughs> I goes, well, I was never in WWE, mate. He went, ah, it was Smackdown, you were on your own in Smackdown. <laughs> and, I, and I just played along. I was like, I know, man, but <laughs> no doing it anymore. And he was like, oh, you need to get your back, man. You need to get your back in Smackdown. <laughs> And I was like, but it was so awkward that I had to change like the subject. I was like, are you a manager in here? <laughs> and he's like, I just started three weeks ago. <laughs> Where did you come from? Oh, I worked in hotels. I was just, it was just fucking making me feel dead awkward. Get your back on smack, Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, hello, me fries. So I'm thinking, oh, tremendous. <laughs> hey, Rabbi, all right? Sorry, mate. I just popped in my head. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Um, 
I well, I just want to tell everybody out there that you know Rab is watching AEW every week, so I'll keep you up to date with the AEW stuff. Um, I don't know what these fucking jokers are up to, but I'll keep you up to date with that stuff. I've not been watching WWE to be fair, but I'll watch the big pay per views. I'm not watching. I'm fucking sitting through Raw. Fuck that man. Fuck Raw. Hey, anyway, hey. come on. <clears throat> CM Jakes, go in touch. Wants to put all dynamite, the Jamiroquai album, dynamite, the junior senior song. Miss Dynamite, Dynamite, the 1949 American film noir drama, and especially AEW Rampage. There's only one Tony Khan. Big AEW fans here. Bronze Cello wants to bury everybody taking the ratings so seriously. Just enjoy the wrestling. Great time to be a fan. True, but they are important as well. Um, who's putting over, uh, as, who's putting over Rabin Gredo's future projects? Bronze as well. He appreciates we're busy. And when they can, they entertain us on here. Busy parents and soon-to-be parents. Looking forward to the new Scott Squad, Games Master Scott, Season 2, amongst everything else. We are busy, aren't we? Cheers, guys. Oh, listen, Thank you, that was nice. Let me tell you something, right? We might have a lot going on and all of that, right? I fucking love doing this show. Um, Willie wants to put over Danielson Suzuki. We're great. Daniel Garcia getting signed to a full-time contract with AEW, and he deserves that. Now to Barry, since I've cut all the shite shows out of my viewing schedule. There you go. You know what, he talk- you know what he's talking about there as well. Roshi Boy wants to put over Rab for the Scots being approved for another series. And being cast in the play Orphans next year, which I know will be brilliant. Thank you. Also, Suzuki versus Danielson was superb. And wants to bury himself for missing the last couple of podcasts. Well, remember, you can always go back and listen to the old podcasts. I wouldn't fucking bother, though, because I wasn't in the last couple. So Martin <laughs> wants to put our big, uh, big thanks, by the way, to Billy Kirkwood for helping out there and covering. Uh, Martin wants to put over Heels that he started watching on Amazon. It's very good. Get a swatch. I've not watched it yet. Have you watched this, Gradle Heels? What's this? No, but is this it's the, a wrestling the, the drama? Ah, apparently it's really good. Apparently ah. it's really, really good. Um, I've not, I didn't realise it was on Amazon. I thought it was on Stars, and you had to subscribe to Stars. But if it's on Amazon, I'm all over that. Yeah, I, I, I struggle to watch stuff like that. Would you? Are you just like documentaries? But you watch Squid Game, Gradle. Oh, I know. That's why I'm delighted with myself. I mean, I just love that. I can. <laughs> I mean, I was. I'm delighted you say, I'll wait to bed off, please, you know, right after watching it. Well, <laughs> no, it was because I watched like, three episodes on the go and then my fucking brother thought I'd finished it and the spell ended for me. So is it good, though? The... Is it good? Oh, man. Great. I'm telling you, man, that is going to kick off. See, with figures and posters and trackies and all that, that's going to be, that's going to be the big thing this year. See if you fucking tried to get a show like that made in, in, in this country. You fucking need a chance, man. Need but you know, I think, but they might. I think they might date like Squid Games, the European version. Like, I think that will be a thing. I think it might maybe, be a franchise. See, but see, if you walked in, if you walked into a broadcaster here in the <laughs> UK with that idea, they'd be like, "What?" You know mm. what I mean? No chance. Louise wants to put her Discovery Wrestling's first show back at the Corn Exchange, which is oh, brilliant. I didn't know they were back. She says, "I'm also putting all the new talent that's breaking out, like Ian Skinner, Daz Black, etc." Daz Black's got a great look, can't he? Mm-hmm. Fraser wants to put the Danielson Suzuki match a great showcase for both wrestlers and bury the booking of the Queen's Crown tourney ridiculous this by the way all the ladies involved deserve better I haven't seen it myself but I have been hearing that the matches are like two minutes long I mean just fucking that's my big buddy that's my big buddy for this week they're just going back to like the Divas style Divas era bullshit rubbish I want to bury something why have they turned Becky Lynch fucking heel Aye, I agree with you, mate. I was watching it last week and I'm gone. And it's like totally original with a big furry coat and in your face. Like the kind of, like, because I was talking about this with Billy Kirkwood on the podcast. The amount of heels now that when they turn heel, nobody's a bastard. It's all just look at me. I've got money. I'm wearing trendy gear. And I'm, do you know what I mean? It's fancy suits. And there's nobody that's got a right 
if we're going to be bad, be bad. It's also here's it's a weird Conor thing. McGregor here's shoot. a weird thing. I know, aye, because they're trying to do a Conor McGregor thing there, right? Conor McGregor to the extent to the extent that she, she's lifted part of, or they've lifted part of directly for Conor McGregor and put it in Becky Lynch's mouth, right? But here's the problem with it. Conor McGregor isn't a heel. Mm. Conor McGregor, for all a lot of people out there might go, can I stand this guy? Or a lot of people out there might go, I think this guy's an arsehole or whatever. Conor McGregor has got a massive fucking fan base who lap up his stuff and, and who think he's brilliant. That's no how you fucking put a heel over. That's not how you do it. Look at fucking MJF. We're on AEW. That's a heel. That's a heel, man. Everything, everything about it, every wee thing he does, for the, for the disgusting things he says, to the annoying fucking facial expressions that he's got, to how he wrestles, to doing things like uh, the other night when he when he powders out the ring and all that and, and stings in there or he might go to the new and then, and then he takes his jacket off and you think, we're going to get MJF versus and then he doesn't give them it. Aye. He's, he's like, that's... And, it, and he's doing nothing new either. He's just like somebody that understands how, how to be a heel, which isn't fucking difficult, man. It's just everybody wants to be cool. I just love how MJF is this young, good-looking, great wrestler, young man, who goes, has went, I don't want to be fucking cool. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I'm not interested in being cool. And he's, he's I want to nailed. Be, I want to be fucking hated. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's, and see when he tweets about other wrestlers as well, he's just speaking truth. He's just thinking what other wrestlers would love to tweet, but they couldn't, have. but he's, he's owned all that. He's Aye. just fucking, you know, you know he's just, shut up. Um, Neil wants to put all discoveries first show back after two years. There we go again. He said that, mate. But I ain't getting to see no, I somebody else putting it on. <laughs> said that, mate. You wouldn't say that if I was putting pro tour. But I ain't get, getting to see everybody again, nor are they looking forward to the anniversary show next month. A lot of love out there for Discovery. Big moves happening in Scotland for Discovery. Also putting on Brian Danielson versus Suzuki. The Forbidden Door has well and truly been blown right off its hinges. And he's burying the hunt because he thinks wrestling's magic. Good on him. Toby would like to put on Miro's promo where he was threatening God. How good was that, man? I forgot to mention that. So you need to see this pro- promo, Grado, where he's like, God's turned against me. And he's basically like threatening God, man. You better <laughs> fucking... I'm serious. That's brilliant. He's threatening God. And he's threatening. And he's particularly pissed off at God because, because he's no God's favourite champion anymore. He's ashamed to go home to his wife. Like, he can't go... He wants, he wants back in bed with his wife and he can't... It's the, it's the best. It's the best stuff. As- um, Aye, so Toby loves it as well. Near wrestling buries for Toby, but it says, I'll bury me getting a trap nerve in my neck two weeks before my first gig back in two years. When did I go? Oh, Toby, hope you feel better soon. Toby was all, remember, you was on the show and as a, as, as a great singer, isn't he, Gredo? Oh, Toby <laughs> Michael's great singer. Aye, he's a great guy. Jordan. No, I'm just up. looking at the, 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 the put over it says about the fact Dr. Tom Pritchard saved the fan at Newcastle game. That's that actually. That's Kevin, yeah. Kevin, the guy who was called, the guy who saved the incident in the Newcastle game at the weekend where the guy had a heart attack. That's fucking brilliant. The doctor that saved him was called Dr. Tom Pritchard. You are joking me. No, no. Do you know what? That is, that's brilliant. That's amazing. I actually thought that was my father that would collapse in the crowd because he's a Newcastle season ticket holder at the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I did though. So are you? Is everything all right? (laughs) It's like, son, there's a guy called Tom Pritchard with me. (laughs) <laughs> he says he knows he you he says he's heard of you <laughs> <laughs> McKenny's brother dad <laughs> tell him McKenny's brother and Jordan's putting on Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki and then buy-in for Rampage a great technical match hard hitting for Hoffenauer gave both men a great show and he showed wrestling at its best and by the way I saw somebody saying after that match I watched that match 
and I said I saw somebody saying that like, Suzuki only took like three bumps in the whole match. Did he really? He only took about three bumps. Wow! You don't even fucking notice. You don't even notice. No. Woo! Let me tell you about our pals at Platinum CBD. This is great. This CBD is tremendous. Um, if you don't know about CBD, it helps you with a number of daily issues. That's like sleep, chronic pain, anxiety, depression, stress, inflammation, gut issues, brain fog, and there's plenty more. And we all know what it's like post-lockdown, mental health. It may not be the strongest. It could be a lifesaver for a lot of folk, this CBD oil. In the podcast, Wrestling Daft, we've teamed up with Platinum CBD from Columbia Care. They are the world champion in CBD. And we want to give you the opportunity to try it for free. You heard it right. We're going to let you try it for nothing. All you need to do is head to call-care.uk. Use the discount code DAFTFREE. That's all the one word, right? And it's call-care.uk. Discount code DAFTFREE. Try the 10% oil or the capsules for absolutely hee-haw, damn-haw, nada. Now, let me tell you about it. Um, Columbia Care, they've uh, brought their expertise in CBD from America. They've made a sophisticated CBD wellness range for the UK. It's including the CBD oil that comes in peppermint. It's also unflavoured. Easy to take soft gel capsules. All of the range is free from THC. It's vegan friendly, it's 100% organic, and it's backed with scientific research. And it basically ensures that you're getting a premium CBD product. Now, I've spoken about this for the last couple of weeks. I've got the guys at the radio it, and it just it just gives you a good start to the day. A lot of folk wake up with a bit of grey or their head, they could maybe have a wee bit of anxiety. This definitely helps, and I'm not just saying this because it's a thing we're on the podcast, but there's so many folk out there looking to use CBD and it's helping them and it's not just for the one issue it's helping them with a lot of issues I said I've got issues with the gut it's helped me with that um, it also gives me a good sleep at night um, and it's easy to take man it's not like it's you can take this off gel capsules you can put the oil under your tongue it's easy to take and it works for me well for me anyway it was working right away um, it's benefits are just something else Rab um, and we want to help you if there's people listening here and they might be struggling they might think I'm going to make you that a bash get a bash because they're going to give you the chance to get it for nothing try it for nothing have a go have a bash because I know you'll do exactly what I've done I get sent a free batch and I tried it and I got some of the troops on it and now we're buying it regular and that's without a word of a lie so get we bash because um, it's for nothing so as I say head to call-care.uk use the discount code daft free it's there use it you'll be surprised you'll be amazed and you'll want more let us know how you go on with it by the way if uh, I know there'll be some people that'll be right on there getting a wee bash and getting it through the door let us know tag us on Twitter and um, wrestling daft or at least email John and let us know how you're getting on with it Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. 
come on and talk wrestling or talk daft. It's up to you. This week, please welcome to the podcast the one and only Bobby the Brain Carmichael. Morning, in, Bobby Caramac, Carmichael, Bobby the Brain Caramac, Carmichael. I, I, that also it sounds like an NXT name, you're right, John, but it also does sound like a pantomime name. Like, starring Bobby Carmichael as fucking buttons, doesn't it? Oh, it also or could I, be an American name, right? Bobby Carmichael. Bobby Bob- Carmichael. I mean, he, like he's game show host. Yeah. Aye. And here's your host, Bobby, Bobby Carmichael. Carmichael. And here Bobby. is your host. Bobby, hurry up. Moon now. Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Come on. Oh, Bobby. Remember that? Oh, oh Bobby. It was that Lionel Richie and all that, wasn't it? And if, if Lionel Richie, cross. Lionel Blair. Uh, <laughs> Lionel Richie <laughs> was there, not Marvin Gaye. Bobby, where are you, mate? Come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Bobby. Who's your favourite Bobby? Bobby. Bobby Dixon, da- ex-boss manager. Uh, Bobby Davro. Yeah, Bobby Davro is your favourite Bobby. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, Bobby. Bobby like Lesnick used to play for Falkirk and Goals. I like uh, Bobby George, the darts player. Oh, Bobby, Bobby George. George! Do you know you can? Go, rings, yeah, do you know you can go fishing at his mansion? You can like book to go to Bobby George's mansion. He's a very keen fisher, and you can go fishing with Bobby George, and his wife cooks you dinner and all this shit. Well, he'll come out fishing with you. Aye, Bobby George will go out fishing. You sit down for dinner with him. You, can, you stay at his house and all that sort of do stuff. You want, do you want to know the best one of the best British wrestling gimmicks that I ever saw that you that I don't think you spent long enough then? God, he's going to hate me because I forget his fucking real name. He was in ICW for years there. But he done a, he done a, a, a gimmick in Ireland as Bobby George Jr. Bobby and George played, Jr.? Yes, and he was playing the part of Bobby George, the darts player's son. And he's into wrestling. Did and he I have the rings and all that? Aye, he had all that. It was oh, hilarious, mate. Great idea, it, mate. It was, it was a great idea. Bobby George Ireland. Jr. is a great name as well for a wrestler. Into it, Bobby George Jr. Got, but he's gonna hate me for forgetting his other wrestling name. It's really gonna annoy me. What was his Bye. other? Was it? What was his re, what other wrestling name? His name was uh, Rob Cage. Rob Cage. Remember Rob he was Cage, in ICW right. years, aye, aye, years aye. ago. Yep. Bobby George Junior. I'm looking at a picture of right. him now. Right, he's Bobby, his... come on in. You're on mute. You're you're here. You're on mute. What's going on? Um, for anyone who's not watching the video version of this, we are just waiting for Bobby to enter. He's not if entered. And just get Bobby's number. Well, how much longer are we getting Bobby? To well, this him? is Bobby's part of the show. This is Bobby. We've talked about your favourite Bobbies now, so Bobby doesn't look like he's joining us. Bobby is sitting on Zoom right now, and it just says his Zoom name, which is... Bobby. 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 I was going to say um, Bobby Carmichael. Bobby Carmichael Barrymore, I was going to say. Bobby Carmichael Barrymore? Aye. It's good, isn't it? Bobby Carmichael Jackson. Bobby Carmichael's left the building. He's out here, so if you want to join us on the run-in Next or week. Just, just appear without coming to us and we'll talk about your name for five minutes, your best bet is to sign up to a Patreon as a World Heavyweight Champs, get first dibs on it, um, and I see Champs. Oh, hold on, he's back in, he's, he's back, back in. Well, he's, he's got two back. minutes. He's got two minutes, get in here, Bobby. Here we go. This is exciting. This it's is good. like, you know, when they say like, oh, the Undertaker's no coming to fight John Cena and any oh, stuff come up oh. and then John Cena had to run in. Here he is. Oh, oh Don. Carmichael. Can Bobby. you hear me? Yes. Bobby. You right? We, we can't see you. We can hear you, but we can't see you. No, because John disabled my my camera. John, what are you fucking doing? Disabled I didn't disable his camera. I didn't disable his camera. I don't oh, touch John, John disabled Bobby, my camera. I've not touched you, son. I've not touched you. What are you I playing, John? 
There he is. There he is. Latino Heat t-shirt on. Yes. You're very welcome to the show now, Bobby. And it's Thank quite you. frankly, you've been taking so long to come in that you've taken up almost like half the episode now. So you better make it worthwhile. What's your part? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, not much. I've just been a listener for the start. I'm just glad to go on, to be honest with you. Oh, bro, you know, I love hearing stuff like that, mate. And I love that t-shirt. When did you get that? Um, me, well, me and my ex were going to a fancy dress party and I dressed up as uh, Eddie Guerrero. Tidy. Is it a snidey one or is it an official one? No, it's an official one for WWE. Nice. Nice. Latino Heat is wearing for the, the non-video thingies. Well, what are you into the new wrestling-wise? What are you into? Um, well... Like Macy listeners, I'm not really keeping up with it. I don't watch the current product. Um, I was quite interested with uh, the ratings at the weekend, like everybody between SmackDown and uh, AW. Aye. Um, did, you, did you see Eric Bischoff's tweet? I thought it was brilliant. No, what did he say? What did he say? John, please <clears throat> grab you, love this, right? You need, we need to play this, right? Bob, um, Bobby, I'm fucking saying Bobby now all the time. Eric Bischoff, right? I'll Bobby send Bischoff. You. Yeah, right. right. We need to play this because it was fucking cracking, man. Right, I'm going to um, copy and send it into the WhatsApp group. John, is that all right? Yeah. There you go. Tony, where to call me and ask for any advice? Here's what it would be: shut up and wrestle, dude. Just put out the best product you can, and you've proven you can. Focus on that. Now, this is weird coming for me, right? The guy who challenged Vince McMahon. The guy who did all the gave away their finishes, right? So people are listening to this are going, yeah, but that's him. The young Tony. Yeah, yeah, what young the Tony. hell? Yeah. But here's the difference. I was actually competing with him. I was going head-to-head, real head-to-head. Like, my show started the same time his show started each and every week. And another thing Tony came out and says, oh, we're, you know, we're at the 1996 stage of WCW, and we're just going to not make their mistakes. Tony, you're inventing some mistakes, brother. By coming out there and, and constantly comparing yourself or deriding your competition but not having the willingness, I almost said balls, not having the willingness to say, okay, let's go head-to-head. Let's really compete. Let's see who can get whose market share. That's real competition. So I'm I'm a little disappointed in the rhetoric that I'm hearing out of Tony, as well as some of their talent, man. Shut the fuck up. Until you're actually competing and you're actually competing favorably. And by the way, Tony, in 1996, I was kicking WWE's ass every week in a real head-to-head competition, not a cosplay <laughs> I just like the, the bit with it and two other wrestlers shut the fuck up see it's, it's not really right what Eric Bischoff's saying there though because the difference is this here's the, here's the difference what's happening in the new what is in people's heads is that rivalry like when Eric Bischoff was doing it and he was going head to head with Vince McMahon back then there wasn't a time you could look back on where there was a Monday Night Wars and all that. There wasn't all that history there. Tony Khan is playing into that fan excitement of having a rivalry. Tony Khan, when he's hitting out with that partner, is actually working people. He's also working fucking Eric Bischoff. If Eric Bischoff is saying, you're making mistakes here and all that, Tony Khan knows what he's fucking doing. He's no genuinely going, we're competing with you. He's trying to give fans that energy that people, because this is what we've been saying all along. Fans have always been going, I miss the Monday Night Wars. I miss the Monday Night Wars. Finally, 
Vince McMahon's never going to do it. Anybody at WWE's never going to do it. They're not ever going to come out and say we're in competition with them. They're never going to do it. So Tony Khan has to do it. It's what makes AEW exciting, particularly when it feels the new, like every other fucking indie company in the world is in bed with WWE. So it's like, it's what makes AEW cool is the fact that he can come out and go, you're no fucking in bed with you. We don't want to be on Peacock or on the fucking network or anything like that. That's what makes them different. So it's no fair Bischoff saying that. I don't think think it's fair Bischoff saying that because it's a completely different landscape. And, you know, Tony Khan is just using history, using history to make this situation, this storyline more interesting for the fans. I agree with you. Thing is, Bischoff's getting a bit nippy because he keeps getting comparisons from WCW to AEW. So I think he's just starting to take a That's always going to piss him off, isn't it? Uh, And it's also always going to hit a sore point with, with Bischoff as well because... WCW fucked it, you know what I mean? And so so that's the thing, the end of that story is that ultimately WCW fucked it, you know what I mean? So it's always going to be a sore point whenever anybody talks about that rivalry. I know a lot of folk on the internet don't like uh, Disco Inferno, but he tweeted last night, I thought it was quite funny. So embarrassing to be a wrestling fan of the day if you have to describe to people what you're a fan of. Ratings, demos, wrestling more, star rating, stuff like this is for social misfits and nerds. <laughs> He's got a bit of a point with that, man. When you go on Twitter, it is all that carry on, but isn't it? All the demo chats, pish. That annoys me. Oh, we've got this. Just shut the fuck up. Well, here's the thing. The demo chat is, you can say that the demo chat is pish, right, when it's fans talking about it, right? But it's not actually, it definitely isn't pish, right? Seeing the the eyes of broadcasters and in the eyes of people in advertising, particularly, the demographic stuff isn't pish. It's yeah, like right. seeing the world of advertising. The demographic stuff is is they, they fucking slavishly follow that. That's like the fucking Bible to them. Oh god, you know I, mean? I, 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 absolutely they slavishly follow it. So you kind of go forget about all this demo stuff. No, it doesn't matter. It fucking matters. It does. It'll matter to Vince McMahon in that office when he sees fuck's sake in that demographic they beat us <laughs> over this period. Anybody saying that that won't matter to Vince McMahon is fucking kidding. But but, the, but I think he what he's trying to say is. I agree with you, Rob. That is all important, but in what other fucking industry do fans of stuff talk about that? Like, John, I'm sure you you know yourself, stuff will come up on the radio and they'll say, oh, that's good because that's going to hit, this demographic is going to hit like the over 35 female. But you don't yeah. like, any na- na- punters listening to the radio going like that. I like that, man, because it hit the demographic in a Facebook mall or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think he's come trying on, to make no. that point. Come on, I don't think it's fair because, I mean, look at football, for example. Fans talk about fucking wages. They talk about the fucking money teams make. They talk about this team being this much in debt. They talk about this team having this many tickets sold. They talk about it happens in football. And all football fans do it. Constantly talking about business. You know what I mean? We look at fucking Celtic and Rangers. Half the talk about Celtic and Rangers is like fucking financial business shit that the fans are talking about all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not something that's unique to wrestling. It's, it's a thing. You, I fucking hate how you're too brainy for me, man. And it's the same way, like, I'm watching basketball, I know that's all people are all fascinated in the workings and the indoors, the, you know, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And we, we telly, it's kind of, you know, people don't talk about it as much because, I think, in telly stuff, because it's, um, because there's so many different organisations all making different things, different producers and all that kind of stuff. So it's no, like, the same thing. But I think recently, People have started to get more interested in how many subscribers is Disney Plus got, how many subscribers is Netflix got, you know? That's yeah. true. And then we actually think about it as well. Like, no, like, there's a podcast, like, you're, you're, you're bang on, actually. Like, when you think about, like, even just, like, the world of podcasting, you know, there'll be a full podcast about 
I don't know, somebody that works at an IT company and people that are listening want to know every single in and out about what this guy does as an IT person. Folk right. now want to know what happens, like how did it, what's behind the scenes with these day there. So I, everybody wants to know, there's a niche for everything now and everybody wants to know everything about everything now. And we can't sit here on a podcast and go, I mean, I heard like, I can't remember who it was. It was saying, I don't know if it was a Kernet or fucking something, but it was in one. I remember it was like six months ago or something, but on one of the wrestling podcasts, somebody had said, like, forget about all this fucking demographics chat, just enjoy your wrestling. It doesn't forget about it. And I remember thinking to myself, your fucking podcast wouldn't have any sponsors and wouldn't be on air if people didn't care about demographics chat. I've just pulled up the wrestling daft demographics. Would you like to know the wrestling daft demographics? Bobby, you're in an amazing. This is one of the best ever segments of wrestling daft, and you're in it here, Bobby. Oh, you've yes. created this. The wrestling daft. Right. Do you want to guess? We'll go with gender first. Do you want to guess what our percentage of male to female is? I say it's about 98%. Well, this is a problem. Female. This is a problem. 90% male. 97% male. Well done. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And mm. what do you think in the demographic realm? We give you three options. What demographic do you think would perform best? 18 to 24, 25 to 34, or 35 to 44? Oh, I think it's a toss up between the 18 to 25 and the, the, the 26. 35 to 44. Do you? 35 to 44. Rab, no, we perform best with 42% of our audience in the 25 to 34 demographic. Ah, hey. so we are in the fucking AEW, WWE <laughs> demographic. Of choice. Can I put myself over just for 10 seconds? <laughs> no. I remember in 2016, the highest segment, the highest rated 15-minute segment of impact for the first quarter. So what's the first quarter? January, April or something like that, mm-hmm. was me versus Eli Drake in a ladder match. That's cool. And they took that, and what they what they done was the next time I was there, they took that and wanted me to, like they were like, well, we're going to kind of go somewhere with you, but I had, I'm going to exaggerate in the last bit. Just move on. But that's what happened. <laughs> Did you get some guilt there? You went like, ah, I need to fucking stop this. Aye, aye. Bobby, Bobby yes. who's, who's your favourite wrestler of all time? All time? It's got to be, it's got to be Undertaker, isn't it? Exactly. What was your favourite Undertaker match? Was it uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus Undertaker and Kane at, um, in Dubai? An episode of Arabia, whatever it was. Came off his mask. Aye. Everybody was off on a boot, not it? Aye. I know. It wouldn't be that one. Uh, to be fair, I like, I like a lot of the, the attitude you have stuff to balance with you. But I thought, Tom, but uh, match, you've got to be the Sean Michaels one, innit? Aye. What one's this one? 27, 26. The rematch? Aye. The rematch? Aye. Um, did you like Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker? I look, mate. Uh, I, for some reason, I got a lot of shite. But see, growing up, when I, when I was about that age, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yes, my, that's my favourite version. Of Undertaker is Ministry of Darkness, oh. Undertaker. Aye, Rab, Midian, we, naked Midian, aye. and all that. Aye, we think you say you, Rab. Do you, do you remember what you said your biggest pet peeve was in wrestling? No, what did I say? Was it Grado? No, it's when wrestlers are there and there's cameras there. And you'd say, why is that camera meant to be there? I have to backstage or something. Aye. But then, to count, do you remember what you said your favourite Undertaker moment was? <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, yeah. What was that? 
Where to, Stephanie? Where to, Stephanie? Aye, right enough. Why was there a camera there? Because <laughs> that was right fucking into the fucking eye. There you go. Oh. There you go. There you go. See, just on that, not to talk about TNA again, right? But do you don't remember what, like, when, when, when Bischoff and Hogan come into TNA, they started then the backstage promos and filming it like as if the camera was peeking in, as if the cameraman was like, wasn't he in the room? Do you remember that? Aye, aye. I that all like I t- it stuff. was moving about and shuggling about as if they say, right, they've caught on to like why is our camera so we're gonna make it look like the fucking cameraman's you know practically. That was a fucking, disaster, wasn't it? That idea. Uh, it's a disaster. WWE done that as well, didn't they? With the black and white, was it the, the CCTV? GTV, remember that? We never actually found out. We never found out who it was. It was Was it going to be gold dust? So no something like that, was it? Maybe gold dust. Did they not come back for a bit as well? Did we ever find out who the who the fucking um, GM was? The GM it was, was Hornswoggle. It was Hornswoggle. It was, was Hornswoggle. Was that no Vince's son? No, but he was then he did the same gag with Hornswoggle for the GM as well. Because <laughs> that was meant to be Mr. Kennedy was meant to be it, and then it turned out, because then he got, well, when we had Mr. Kennedy on the show, listen to it in the archives, he was tell, talking about that, remember, because he got thrown out, but he was meant to be this, Vince's next son and all that sort of stuff, and then the drugs, he got thrown out because of the drugs, and they turned it to Hornswoggle. He get thrown out because of the drugs, for fuck's sake, man. Have a bit of respect for a guy's life. <laughs> Is Bobby, this by the way, I just want to say, Bobby, yes. by the way, that's not my favourite Undertaker moment anymore. I, I've got a mere recent I know what you're going to say. That's my favourite moment. Right, let's go. Do you know what it might be? Hello, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> there was a podcast, just before we go, there was a podcast put up something this week like tell me your favourite moments for the Undertaker like retiring and it's fucking some of the replies are brilliant because the shit that he's been doing since he stopped wrestling like fucking steaming in pubs and all that chopping folk I saw that you know what I mean like he's just pure went after, he's just what, like, what do you mean is there a video have you ever seen that video, Rab? Is there a video where I'm chopping something? A, a, like, a guy pissed. Look at my up. boozer kind of like you would imagine like fucking the boys you're here doing that in the, in the boozer and it's like, right, you're ending a Scottish here, kind of that. And then fucking <laughs> Amazing. I would love, would you let him, Bobby, see if you were in a pub, right? An undertaker mm-hmm. was in there and he was steaming. Would you let him chop you? Like if he says to you, if he was saying it's going to be sore and all that, would you let him chop you? With bare chest? Aye. Uh, probably. I, if I was in a pub, I'd be pissed anyway. So. <laughs> let's say you were sober. Let's say you were working in the pub, right? And he comes up and he goes, well, as Bobby Carmichael, I want to chop you right in the bare chest. Would you do it? Probably, I. <laughs> <laughs> so would I, man. I love how, because you could be, you'd fucking regret it when you'd walk away and go. It's two things, right? Because when I think about things like that, I go, well, when I say no, right? And I go away and I kind of regret it. I kind of go, what a shite bag and what a story I would have been to tell if I'd have got it done or that, right? And I would regret it. But if I said I, and then I'd have to like come here with my wife and take my tap off, and I've got a big <laughs> fucking red. And why is that there? Because I, I let the undertaker chop me across my bare chest in a pub. Can you imagine explaining that to somebody? It's fucking humiliating, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> you did. You did that. It wasn't. It wasn't exactly a big chop off to be fair. Well, that's not what Michelle McCool said. Hey, <laughs> here we go. So right, let's wrap it up here, Bobby. Any questions no or end like you want to hit as we are end like before you go? 
Um, well, one question for both of you is, is um, do you think there's too much nostalgia in wrestling within fans? Like, um, obviously, we, we were blessed to grow up with the Attitude Era, and that's always going to be the, the pull that we measure it to. So now that the product's kind of shite, we're always compared back to that. Do you think the product is that? Well, it's better now with AEW, but is the product today really that bad? Or is it just because we've got too much nostalgia towards the, the Attitude Era? I don't know, but sometimes I don't think WWE did nostalgia right. It's the same shit all in all. Damn. Yeah. They Damn. don't know how to do it. Damn. Because they're doing an old school Raw thing again in January, aren't they? And they announced yeah, the that they're fucking... old school Raw's back. You know it's going to be. He'll be there saying, Damn, you know that fucking. <laughs> you know, what else will it be like? Who, Mo- yeah, Mo- like Molly Holly will run out and, and fucking. Hurricane. Aye, all Aye. That Hurricane. A guy, a guy dressed up as a, a, guy dressed up as a horn. Aye, 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 boogeyman, like, boogeyman will eat one. Doink the clown. Yeah. So they don't, they don't quite do it right. But I think that sometimes, sometimes when they get it right, it was nice when Edge came out to the old brood music aye. against Seth Rollins. That was a, that was a fucking genuine good moment, man. Oh, I didn't know he done that, man. They had the, they had the look and all that. that was was it SummerSlam, wasn't it? Oh, fuck, I'm glad he did that. It was the Raw before Summer. It was the Raw before SummerSlam. He didn't do the whole entrance. I it was didn't. a shame. It was like they, he just did. The, he just came up for the grunt and all that. It would have been brilliant if he'd done the whole thing, like with yeah. the, and, and like we all said at the time. And this is the whole thing about them not doing it right. Fucking get Gangrelin. Yeah, Gangrelin for that man. moment. You know what I mean? Gangrel coming up with him and just like. Just waiting there with him and sending him off. It would have been a what a pop that would have been, you know what I mean? But Does Dan Grell not live in England now? Did I hear that? He lives no, like he's, he's in Vegas, but he used to he was he done the camps out here for Dixon for years. He's coming into Emmerdale. He's got a part in Emmerdale. <laughs> and it's weird because he's not playing a character, he just is Gangrel in it. So it's like a weird <laughs> How good would that be, by the way, if you turned on Emmerdale and fucking Gangrel was in? Ah, he just what? moved in. Aye. Hey, that Gangrel's just moved in. Emmerdale yeah. will pack. That's a fucking amazing will pack. Zach Dingle fucking was on Monday. Oh, yeah, money. Gangrel <laughs> turn up at the will pack. Great, wasn't it? Fucking brilliant, man. Why does stuff like that not happen, man? It would be bloody brilliant, man, wouldn't it? Bobby, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, Sorry no worries, Jill. So thanks. Not about that. Or that demographic part. Cheers, Bobby, mate. That was good. <laughs> no, that was, a good, no, that was a good discussion, wasn't it? Speak soon, mate, right? No, no, it's just fine. Bye bye. Bye bye. You just made the list! Every week we take a wrestling related subject, put it in an order, and that, ladies and gents, is what we call the list of wrestling daft. It's a thing we've been doing ever since the very first episode of uh, Wrestling Daft. And, you know, we're not going to break a habit a lifetime here. Let's keep it going, even though we don't respect it as much now as we, as we used to. We have nah, a laugh with it, we? we have a laugh with it. Uh, this week it was a three time losers. Best moments of NXT 1.0, I mean, who cares, right? Versus the best jobbers in the business. Uh, you can vote for what you want us to talk about by joining us at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. But the winner this week was 74% was the jobbers. So a jobber won for once. Uh, hey, boys, you know what I mean? Um, so top three jobbers of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a tricky one because what is, how, how do you define a, a jobber, boys? Well, do you know what it was? I was not explained to me once that. So the the the, the, the telly guys back in the day apparently were only getting paid. He explained it to me that they were only getting the guys that were on TV. It was an advertisement for themselves that they were getting on the telly. So it would advertise them when they got in the road, mm-hmm. and that's how they were paid. But when 
job guys, they got paid because they came in to do the job and they got money. So they were job guys, jobbers. They were the guys that were brought aye. in and paid. Did you know that? Uh, well, aye. But, 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 but what I'm meaning is like, how do you define it now? Because, because obviously there's guys that I can remember, like Iron Mike Sharp, and then there's the, the fucking... Rocky King. Up. and Aye, like all these you guys. after names. And that's what I consider jobbers. Because you kind of go... You could you could almost argue nowadays Dolph Ziggler as a, as a jobber, right? But he's he's a he's no he's a fucking champion and all that. Mm. I mean, it's so, the same way so because I'm just looking. Somebody's wrote Zach Ryder, and you think, well, no, nah. I bet you when he won a thing with WrestleMania, that's not a jobber. He's <laughs> not a fucking jobber. Mm. There's no way Zach Ryder's a jobber. Um, no, obviously you had during the Attitude Era, you had like Al Snow and all that with the Job Squad. Al Snow wasn't he a fucking jobber. No, he wasn't. He? No. Well, that was a gimmick. Job guys were like guys in the early 90s and all that you'd see, and they'd have like the worst fucking leotard, Nathan, like bushy moustache, pure no shave the rocksters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, you know. So I don't know how you even they. No, I'm not throwing a blame at you here, John, for like saying best jobbers because it is an interesting thing, but it would have to be number one, would have to be. Number one's got to be the Brooklyn Brawler. He's probably because he's the most. That's it, isn't it? I'd say him or I mean Barry Horowitz gets it an odd, doesn't he? Aye. Does he? Aye. Well, aye. But, um aye, so. aye, I would say so. But you would probably be you'd probably be in that area, Barry Horowitz, uh, Iron Mike Sharp, Brooklyn Brawler. Terry Gibbs. number one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm that just, kind of thing. Because he can't go, let's see what the punters are saying. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they've said about jobbers. Stevie has said Barry Horowitz, not only the best, uh, Barry Horowitz, uh, not only the best jobber ever, but one of the best in-ring talents ever. Daniel says, jobbers, majority of the Dynamite jobbers do a great job. Wheeler Utah, Dante Martin, etc. get wins on Dark, come up to Dynamite to put on matches with the upper card. It's smart booking, makes the top talent feel like they're beating somebody. <clears throat> There's no way you could call Dante Martin a fucking jobber, though. No, he's great. He wrestled <laughs> you know Tommy. He wrestled Tommy last week and it was brilliant. Hi, uh, and and you know I had the nod of respect. No, that there's fucking I, I, I work a, a performer like Alistair Black is never gain a nod of respect to somebody that is a, you're arguing as a fucking job or no chance. Andy says the goon. Nah, Jamie says Coco Coco beware. Coco beware was a jobber. Hmm. Fucking not a chance, man. Not a chance. John says always loved Sunny Blaze and WWE. Paul says Zack Ryder buried to fuck then got himself over. Zack Ryder's no jobber. Ian says the late 80s Ham and Eggers that used to get their cunts kicked in. Quality That's name. the one this you want. Here we That's it. Ham and he Eggers. knows what he's talking about. Ham and Eggers. Quality names such as Omar Atlas, Reno Riggins, Iron Mike Sharp, Barry Howard. There we go. There we go. Mac Dow says, I like the jobbers who blossomed like the one, two, three kid. Hardy boys. Mr. Perfect's boy Curtis Axel should have blossomed but ended up being the perfect jobber instead. And Giza Gobble the Gooker says, it has to be Steve Lombardi for the Brooklyn Brawler to doink to Knuckleball Schwartz to play in Kim G. Steve was always there to lie down and take a beating to get the show started. You can't argue with that, can you? Special mention to jobber Mike Collins simply because it's clearly the footballer, Harry Kane. That's a great picture. If you have not seen it, Google wrestling jobber Harry Kane. It's funny as fuck. Um, but there you go. That was an interesting one, though. Because it's a kind of lost thing, the jobber, isn't it? It's like I know, you know, somebody gets... Who 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 was who was the pair guy that actually died? He's probably done the steroids deal. What was his name? And Perry Saturn gave him an offer doing 
in the, oh, the footage. Oh, aye. What was his name again? Mike, Mike Bell. He, and he, like, he, he draps fucking Saturn on his seat, which I don't think, it didn't look that bad, but then he just, Saturn gets up and tries to fly, kick him and he falls in his arse, and then he's like, shooting him off at the ropes, going, duck my clothesline, super kick. <laughs> just be shooting the fucks, bro. <laughs> you never seen that, John? No, I've seen that. Watch that, that Mike, Mike Bell versus Perry Saturn's a dark match. And Perry ends up losing losing the plot and he starts putting fuck at him for real. <laughs> hey, it's John. And before we get into the road story, which is an absolute belter this week, I've got to tell you about ExpressVPN because using the internet without ExpressVPN, it's like checking your baggage into the airport without a lock. You never know who's going to go through your luggage. You know, if Grado's checking into the airport, look in his case, I might find some hemorrhoid cream, which you don't want to see. And you know, it might be quite embarrassing for Rab if they look through his case and see the signed picture of Tony Khan with kiss marks over it. It's not good. It's not good. So you want to protect yourself and you want to protect yourself, when, you, especially when you're online. So when you go online without a VPN, basically internet service providers, that's ISPs, can see every single website you visit, right? They can legally sell this information, right, without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target it. That's why you get all the pop-up stuff coming on Facebook and all these targeted ads. And you just you just get sick and fed of it and you end up getting steaming and buying something. And you don't want that in your life, right? So to browse without anyone knowing what you're up to, you want to use ExpressVPN because ISPs, ISPs cannot see your online activity. When you use ExpressVPN, it means your identity is completely anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection, right? Dead easy to use. Well, I've used it myself plenty of times. Just fire on that, up the app, one click of the button, and boom. You're there. Uh, works on all devices, phones, laptops, and it'll even work on routers as well. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected by ExpressVPN. And here at Wrestling Daft, of course, we've got a promotion. We've got a great offer for you guys to get involved with it. So if you want three months free with ExpressVPN, really easy to do it. ExpressVPN.com. ExpressVPN, all one word. Dot com forward slash wrestling always a forward slash wrestling right expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling you get three months free if you sign up for a year and you want to do it now because you want to secure your online activity and you want to do it right now with wrestling da expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling every week we jump into the virtual car and retell some of the funny and embarrassing moments for your lives your lives in the form of a road story. We take on the roles as wrestlers. I mean, Gredo is a wrestler. And we recount your tale on the way back from a pretend show in an attempt to pop one another. So let's get the car started. Oh, some match in here. Ah, uh, man, that bounce station was bouncing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Bobby Carmichael was the best jobber I've ever worked. I have to say. Bobby Carmichael. Great. It takes a while getting into the ring, but once he's in there, yeah, his, son's, his son looks good as well, Bobby Carmichael Jr. Aye, and he's a cousin, Bobby Carmichael Barrymore. Um, and his uncle that's in the jail, Bobby Carmichael Jackson. <laughs> so, um, it's funny, it's funny just imagining like the folk in his street 
Who stays in the house? That's the Carmichael's. Is that the Carmichael's? Is that where the Carmichael's stay? <laughs> in the Carmichael's. Get the boy Carmichael. Bobby Carmichael. Um, it's, like Pettigrew. Kid. it's like Pettigrew. I remember a guy called Willie Pettigrew. The oh, Willie Pettigrew. Kid. The Heartbreak Kid, Bobby Carr, Sean Michaels. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, he was the best jobber I've ever worked, I have to tell you that. I can't believe it turned out that Bobby Carmichael's son was um, the wee leprechaun guy. What's his name? He was my GTV and all, you know. What was his fucking name? Is his name's not in my head? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Um, no. Uh, no. Uh, have you ever listened to that podcast, Wrestling Da? Oh, that's a Well, one of the producers on it, right? One one week because he'd fucked up the, he'd fucked up the the story that the punters had sent, and he had to tell his end story about doing a people's elbow when he was in a pub, right? No, no. And it reminded me when I heard that story. It reminded me a time many moons ago, mate. Right? Mm-hmm. So this this one time, right when I was a, when I was in primary four. <laughs> <laughs> no, after a night in tiles. Oh fuck! Fuck! fuck. <laughs> after a night in the tiles, I got diarrhoea, and my granda, <laughs> my granda had to clean my diarrhoea out of the carpet. No, sorry, after a night in the tiles, here's a real one. <laughs> after a night in the tiles, me and my mate were walking two ladies home, like the gentlemen we were, right? Just folk still. Suddenly, like an RKO out of nowhere, <laughs> two young boys oh, tried to jump. Two young boys. <laughs> no, Credo, here was a key. No, no, listen. Credo, here was. Here was a problem for these scallywags, right? I'm six foot four. <laughs> and I'm about 20 stone. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've always been known for my inability to chuck a punch or fight, right? So one of the boys ran at me and my mates misses. And I've just thrown a big haymaker, which connected with him perfectly, right? His legs went up in the air a lot and he was lying spark out cold in the road. So being a wrestling fan, I decided <laughs> fuck off. I decided I had to do what was necessary. <clears throat> I dragged him to the middle of the road and I did the whole people's elbow routine. <laughs> Chucking the armband, the whole shebang, put it on him. I then gave him the old DDP WWE line. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. If only camera phones were about, it was the best night ever in Lark Hall. <laughs> and witnesses to boot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at this night's fucking sins. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't work out quite as well for my mate as he got chucked to the church wall and was lying off pitched and winded. I'd fucked the other boy who are the same war and the two of them all lying winded fucking steaming made a list <laughs> nose to nose <laughs> and to quote my mate he said to, <laughs> and to quote my mate he said all I could hear was you spouting some wrestling push <laughs> and that story was from who John 
I just saw it not been the name on that one. Oh, it's um, fucking brilliant. The story <laughs> was from that was from Wally. That was from Wally. That story. Cheers, Wally. That was Wally. that popped the boys. That made us laugh that a lot. That, that was that was good nose stuff. Nose to nose. <laughs> nose to nose. That's a. Oh man, that's that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's a kind of part I like. Right, Swap so it's great to be back. It's great to be back, these boys. Uh, mm. That's it for Wrestling Daft, though. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content, there's loads this week. Loads. Get on the Patreon. Get on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Gaze your support. Keep the show going. Uh, keep the lads ticking over. Check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. It's time to refresh this merch. Let's get some new merch up there. Um, and uh, thank you so much for listening. And I think that even though it's posthumous it's going to be a posthumous award um, I think maybe listener of the week should go to um, the very man Drew who uh, we dedicated the episode to so I think that would be let's give him a posthumous listener of the week for him Um, thanks so much everybody for listening great to be back boys Um, I'm already looking forward to next week try and watch fucking AEW at least try and watch a Dynamite or a Rampage Rampage is an hour boys an hour I'm, I'm just struggling because obviously there's some of shit getting done this last week coming so I'm not really, really getting the time I put on AW last night was watching Dante Martin and Tommy End which was good Stephanie was going no they're good moves <laughs> that they're is... quite good moves she went how's Triple H getting on <laughs> it was about the heart attack how's Triple H Tommy's entrance is cracking isn't it aye it's good that entrance is cracking it's fucking some pop he gets man aye but just uh, I just love when the lights go out and then he's like back on he's in a different place you know what I mean I love sh- I love shit like that you know what I mean I love, oh, you love that guy man I love I'm a big fan big fan love him and Adam Cole um, so I uh, thanks everybody for listening guys up the road you shall sell up the road audio frontier every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.